Hey guys, it's PK. Welcome to the Peaks Pod. Looking at the Sunday matches for round three. We got a juicy Sunday slate with 10 grand on offer. We also have the individual contest with Panthers vs Knights at 5 grand and Seagulls vs Bulldogs with another 10 grand. So 25 grand on offer and that could well go up from what we've seen this weekend. Like my Saturday preview, I'll be previewing this slate first and foremost, then adding some thoughts on the individual games later in the episode. So we've got the Panthers at 1.5 point favourites against Newcastle with a 43.5 total, as well as Manly against the Bulldogs. Manly are a minus 8 favourite with 38.5 total there. Taking a look at some key personnel changes, Penrith are missing Nathan Cleary, their halfback. He's replaced by Matt Burton in the halves. He played one game last year for 25 points. That did include a try assist. Not a lot to go off there. Panthers are also missing Liam Martin, who's replaced by Billy Burns on the bench. The Knights, they're missing Kalen Ponger at the back with Tex Hoy on debut. Jaden Braley is also out with Connor Watson playing hooker. Lachlan Fitzgibbon is also out with uh, Aidan Guerra taking his spot in the starting side at second row forward. And two more debutants on the bench for Newcastle with Chris Randall and Brody Jones. For the Bulldogs, Jack Cogger replaces Brandon Wakeham in the halves with Aidan Tolman still on the extended bench and Suaso Su's currently named at prop, but we'll see what happens there when team lists come out. Now let's take a look at some value plays. I've got Brent Naden as a 7,000 centre for Penrith. He's a bit of a rocks and diamonds player. He had two single-digit scores last season and even one negative score. He is a strong ball runner and has some pace too. He's too cheap to ignore in this position, considering the lack of quality available in this contest. Also, uh, a value play in Tex Hoy for the Knights. As I mentioned, he's playing at fullback, replacing Kalen Ponga. He comes in at 8k. He's obviously an unknown, being on debut, but we got a glimpse of what he can do at the nines, with three tries in three games. He loves to get his, get his hands on the ball, which is what you want from your fullback. If you're not going with Tommy Turbo, then he's a cheap way out to upgrade elsewhere. I've also got Suaso Su here, who I mentioned is named at prop for the Bulldogs. He's 9.6k and is available in the front row and second row. There's some chance that Tolman is included in the starting lineup, but if not, Suaso Su can play 40 plus minutes, and if he can, he will score enough to justify his price. And with the Manly forward pack, there are good chalky options up front, but if you have spent up elsewhere, you can do worse than having Suaso Su. Looking at the Manly backs, they didn't really explode in the opening rounds, playing in some low-scoring contests against tough opposition in Melbourne and the Roosters. They remain fairly inexpensive, and they're facing a weak Bulldogs side, and they could easily score some points on them, so you may look to include one or two of the Manly backs in your lineups. Moving on to my recommended plays, and Connor Watson is a 13.7k wing fullback and hooker. At seven games at hooker last year, he averaged 74 minutes per game and averaged 63.4 on draft stars. What about Coruscant, you say? Well, Watson can be selected at wing fullback, as I mentioned. These are the plays that DFS players live for. And if Connor Watson isn't one of the highest owned players today, then the game is not being played right. As I mentioned, you can pick Watson at wing fullback, which leaves you open to pick Coruscant at hooker. He is an easy pick. And I say easy like that because he costs 15.5k. And you basically have to pick him with a lack of quality in the second match at that position, which makes putting together the rest of your lineup all the more difficult. Moving on, and I've got Adam Elliott at 11.08k at second row forward. The Manly forwards are fantastic, but very expensive. And fitting more than one of them in your side will be tough. 
the Bulldogs will face plenty of traffic down the middle, and Adam Elliott, playing at lock, has stepped up in this role for the Bulldogs, and he's playing bigger minutes uh, prior to the break in the season. So he's a good mid-range option there, and will make plenty of tackles. Looking at wing fullback, and we've got Josh Mansour at 8.97k. Wasn't quite himself last season after coming back from serious injury. However, his opening two rounds of 2020 have looked very promising, and he looked like he's got that spring back in his step. He ran for 382 metres total in the opening two rounds, and comes in at a fairly reasonable price given his form. Finally, I've got Isaiah Yeo at 13.4k at second row forward. The handicappers have found him after his blistering start to the season with a price bump over two grand. However, if he's playing the same big minutes role running up the middle, then he's worth every penny. He only needs 60 odd points to be worth his price and he's already scored a 59 and a 76 so far in rounds one and two. Looking at my fades for the Sunday slate, David Clemmer at 15.29k. He's a front row forward and second row forward. Now his minutes have dropped prior to the break compared to 2019. He's only averaging 49 minutes. Clemmer is a points per minute or PPM beast, but is way overpriced if these sort of minutes continue. Matt Burton, who I said is coming in for clearing the halves for Penrith, he's 11K and he's priced way too high for a guy in his second game of first grade. Jerome Luai, who's his halves partner, will presumably be the go-to man in attack for Penrith uh, without Cleary. And Burton will need at least 50 points to be relevant, so I'm steering well clear. This is an easy one, but Will Hopawati at 11.23k at wing fullback centre. Don't get me wrong, a great player, but he won't get the opportunities against a strong manly defence to justify his price here. I mentioned earlier the situation with Watson and Coruscant. Looking at the hookers from Manly vs Canterbury, they, you could make a case for Jeremy Marshall King, the Bulldogs hooker, for the, um, as he'll be tackling all day against the Manly Big Boppers, but his minutes are in question with Avarillo on the bench, and his ceiling isn't quite as high as what Coruscant or Watson could achieve, so I'll be avoiding both Danny Levi for Manly and JMK for the Bulldogs. Looking at the two single-game contests, for Panthers vs Knights, outside of what I've already mentioned, I think the Knights will miss Ponga and Braley, as well as Fitzgibbon, much more than Penrith will miss Cleary. There are better options in the backs and halves for Penrith, and that leans me towards stacking those overpicking Knights players. And the second game, Sea Eagles vs Bulldogs. You probably need to pick at least one or two of the big three forwards from Manly. That's Marty Tapao, Adam Fenor Blake, or Jake Trebojevic. Or you have to pick Daly Cherry Evans in the halves to win this contest. Um, Fenua Blake probably close to full fitness after the extended time off, and that makes it even harder to pick. Uh, the matches have been close between these sides in the past, despite the big disparity in quality. If you think that game script can repeat here, then fade Daily Cherry Evans and pick someone like Lockton Lewis, who will be doing plenty of kicking from his own half. That's it from me, guys. Hope you can find some success at the back end of this round. As always, any feedback or questions, feel free to send them through on my Twitter at PeaksPod, and good luck. <laughs>